What's up everybody, Adam Kramer here with the Game Day, ready to do a little stock up, stock down, and stock to watch. Before we do that, a reminder, uh, follow us across all social media channels. You can follow me at Keg Today's, but check out the Game Day. Uh, we're doing our weekly gambling podcast. Me, myself, Marcus Mosier was 5-0 and a week ago. Not too shabby, all right? Starting to get hot here as the NFL is starting to eat up. So follow us, share interact tell us what you like what what you agree with what you don't i'm sure there's plenty that you don't agree with and uh just love connecting with you guys all right so stock up stock down uh stock to watch we've made it through 11 weeks season is absolutely flying uh getting here towards thanksgiving uh and so stock up gonna keep things positive right this is one of my favorite weeks of the year thanksgiving food drinks friends you name it positive week for me and this is an easy one stock up the rookie wide receivers the NFL rookie wide receivers this year are on fire. Now, a uh, couple weeks ago, I picked the rookie quarterbacks. We've talked about it on our podcast. We've talked about it uh, here, about how good they've played. When you looked at Herbert, who was awesome again. Joe Burrow, I hated to see that injury. Like, literally had like a pit in my throat watching him get carted off. But they've been great. The rookie wide receivers have been better. They have. Chase Claypool for the Steelers scored his 10th touchdown in 10 games. First time in the Super Bowl era that a wide receiver has done that. And by the way, he's just built so differently. I knew he was going to be a good player in the NFL. I didn't think he'd be this good this fast, right? Just such a different kind of body than some of the other guys in this class. More than 550 receiving yards. Again, 10 touchdowns. He's done it through rushing. He's just been awesome. Uh, Justin Jefferson from Minnesota. Again, when, we, when we're when getting into this class, this was a guy that we liked quite a bit, but we didn't necessarily love. And the guy's been the best rookie in terms of consistency, top 10 in receiving yards. He scores again, 86 yards and a TD against the Cowboys in a loss, more than 800 yards receiving this year. It was such a deep, deep class coming out that I think maybe a guy like this you know, gets lost in the mix. That's not the case, of course, with C.D. Lamb of the Cowboys. He's been really solid. Maybe not as explosive in terms of numbers uh, as Claypool and Jefferson, but but really, really solid. Had one of the best, most ridiculous touchdown catches of the year in their win against the Vikings. Two really good rookies going head-to-head. Seriously, if you have not seen it, go see it. Um, absolutely insane. Awesome talent. We knew that coming out of Oklahoma. It's just a matter of getting in the ball and sharing, uh, you know, targets in that offense with Amari Cooper. There's no doubt in my mind, uh, and it wouldn't shock me, I should say, if he comes out and he's the best wide receiver in this class. This list goes on. I mean, this is the hard part about this. I know I'm probably going to leave somebody out. Michael Pittman Jr. for Indy has really gotten hot, had a 100-yard game, had a big touchdown catch against the Packers. I think he's going to be a great player, and it's a really good fit for him. T. Higgins for Cincinnati has been um, a great weapon, of course, for Joe Burrow, and that's a connection even with Burrow's injury that I think is going to really thrive for like the next 7 to 10 years. Jerry Judy in Denver. Coming out of this, um, I thought Judy was probably the best wide receiver in that class. He was one of the best guys I've seen, certainly collegiate level when it comes to, you know, uh, just lateral quickness and everything else. He's going to be fine. You look at Ruggs, who's just a speed demon. You look at LaVisca Chenault. You look at Brandon Ayuk. Denzel Mims for the Jets, of course, my Jets. It's been like one of the few bright spots is the rookies, and he's one of them. When he gets a competent quarterback and a competent coaching staff to get him the ball, I think it's going to be good. So, again, there's and there's more than this, by the way. There's some wide receivers that I'm leaving off that just because I have to in terms of time. But this class has been awesome. It's been explosive. And you look at some of the teams they're doing it for, um, you know, in Claypool's instance, 
helping an undefeated team and some of these others trying to keep these teams' playoff hopes alive. Massive, massive impact. The league is going more passing. So guys like these are getting more chances early on, and it's showing, and it's great to see. I imagine these guys are just going to keep getting better and better. Stock down, Lamar Jackson. Okay, so I am, again, my, my origins are college football. Watching Lamar Jackson in college was one of the great joys over a couple years, just to watch him develop, watch him to size up, watch him improve as a passer, watch him run through defenses. Just electric, okay? I love watching Lamar. He looks a little broken this year, okay? They lose to Tennessee in overtime. And watching him, the stats, 17 of 29, 164 yards, one TD, one interception, 13 rushes for 51 yards. Not, not great, obviously. Not horrible. But when you look at you know his season right now, 15 passing touchdowns, three rushing touchdowns. He had 43 rush, uh, total touchdowns last year. He's got six interceptions this year. He had six interceptions all of last year. They've lost three of four. Um, it's come against pretty tough teams: Pittsburgh, Indianapolis, New England, eh, Tennessee. Okay, so they've played some tough games. That's going to make these issues grow. But but statistically, again, I I look at these things and there's some numbers here that and just. The performance-wise, that make you concerned. He scored three touchdowns twice this year. Okay, it's hard to do three touchdowns, I guess. Last year he did it nine times, and obviously we're trending well below that. Uh, last year he had nine games with 70 plus rushing yards. This year he's got two yards per carry the, uh, in 2019, 6.9. This year it's 5.6. So you you go down this chart, and there's no doubt he's not playing it at MVP level. Now I don't necessarily think. Um, the league has figured him out. I'm not ready to do the whole thing that we just bury guys and say they're not going to work, right? I think, obviously, as time goes, he's going to have to change his style a little bit. They're going to have to to really make this game work within him. The part that's odd to me is they have weapons, right? Hollywood Brown looked like he was going to be a star after last year. It's not been the case. He struggled, drops, targets, whatever. Mark Andrews is an absolute beast. J.K. Dobbins, I think, is going to be a beast. I think that injury to Ronnie Staley has really hurt Lamar. Again, I'm not selling my Lamar stock, okay? Stock down does not mean sell, okay? We're not down and out, okay? I just really, really love watching this guy play, but right now, undeniably, it's just not working. They've got to coach him into better positions, and he just frankly has to play better. I think he will, but we have to admit it. Stock down, right now. And my stock to watch, and this one's a, like near and dear to me, okay, is the XFL takeover specifically, specifically with quarterback P.J. Walker. Now, I did a story this uh, this year about XFL and it going belly up, and obviously due to the pandemic, it shut it down. And some of the talent in this league, I think, was a lot better than maybe people gave it credit for. I know talking with people, they were really excited about what they saw with the XFL. I'm not sure anyone in that league, however, got more buzz than PJ Walker, who started for Carolina Panthers and won for Carolina Panthers against the Lions. It's the Lions, but still, a win is a win. Now, Walker is a really interesting story. Even the start is kind of interesting, right? Teddy Bridgewater gets hurt. He supposedly is about 80-85%. Matt Rule says no, puts in Walker. Um, it helps when your defense plays like the game of the year. Again, Lions to have to just put that disclaimer in there. Still, Walker played pretty great. 22, I shouldn't say great. He played well. Two two red zone turnovers, not good. Can't do that. But 22 of 34, 258 passing yards, and he threw a touchdown. Solid game. Solid game and a win. So I'm very curious to see a couple of things. A, 
you know, what happens? They let him go. It's a great system to be in. He's not a huge quarterback, okay? He's not, that's not his, he is not Justin Herbert, and there's not many out there, but he's a smaller guy. He, he can move around a little bit, but his game is kind of throwing on the run, and then, of course, if he has to run, he absolutely can. But not a big guy. He's with the, the right offensive coach, of course, uh, of course, and Joe Brady to scheme this thing up. I think it could be a really good fit for him. But what about Teddy Bridgewater, and what is his stock look like moving forward. That's why he's a stock to watch. However, sometimes we just have to appreciate the story. Sometimes it's okay to say, hey, look, I don't think P.J. Walker is going to be a star quarterback in the NFL. I think he could be an okay one. I think if the situation calls, he's proven he can, you know, obviously step in there and he gets a win. Think about this. He was 5-0, and okay? 5-0 and in the XFL for the Houston Roughnecks. Do you remember that? That feels like it was two years ago. 5-0, and he was leading the XFL in passing uh, yards, was was basically becoming the star in the face of that league when it was shut down. Before that, he played for Matt Rule at Temple. Okay, He threw for 10,000 yards in college. He was a really good player. Signed with the Colts in 2017 as an undrafted free agent. Kind of bounced around, uh, practice squad, you name it, before getting the XFL. He gets his shot here. Again, physically, he's not jumping off the page. He's 5'11". He's not six foot three. He's not six foot four. He's had to earn this whole thing, and I just think he's—I think that's awesome, right? Probably had one of the worst days of his professional life when the XFL went belly up. That was, that was not fun. Okay, gets his shot here, kind of randomly. Needed an injury to happen. Bridgewater, by the way, awesome. Cheering this guy on. I love to see that too. I just love this for PJ Walker, and I think he's talented enough that we at least have to keep an eye on it. Okay, will he keep that job? Will he stay that job? Who knows? I think there's opportunity there. And again, if he if he's able to in that place, in that system, with that coaching, with that offense, those wide receivers, I think it'd be really fun. So, P.J. Walker, still only 25 years old, a winner in the NFL after getting bounced from the XFL. That's pretty cool. All right, guys. Again, Adam Kramer, game day. Follow us across all social media channels we're having a ton of fun if you're if you're gonna wager on these games be sure to listen to the gambling podcast i do with marcus Moser each week uh, hope you guys are enjoying it share the content and everything else and we'll talk to you guys later in the week